0: Welcome back. It's Monday and it's time to talk about ghosts with me, Kevin Eustace. I don't know why I repeat the intro, but you know, why not? Anyway, what have we got in store for you today? Well, of course, it being Monday, we have all of your wonderful ghost stories that you've sent in. And don't forget, if you're sat on a ghost story, how very painful for you. Send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will read it out. That's our contract. Yes, a verbal, non-written-down contract that we both agree to. Me as host, you as listener. And that's how the show works. And it's your show at the end of the day, isn't it? Yes. So, we're going to obviously hear your amazing ghost stories. I'm going to review something extra special in the paranormal review section. And then, of course, we head over to Becca's Reddit corner, where she will tell us the latest paranormal happenings in the world of Reddit. So, that's what we've got in store. Sounds like a good one, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And, um, you know, I always think, could I even do, like, you know, like a two-person podcast? There are many of them about. And uh, then I think, I don't know, because I obviously have verbal diarrhea. So it might just be them going, yes, no, yes, as I'm going. And then I go, the shops, do you agree with shops? Have you ever bought a sausage roll from Greg's? Is it full of crust? You know, stuff like that. So maybe it wouldn't work. Anyway. Anyway. Um, So yes, that's what we're going to do. But before we do all that, we of course need to thank all of our wonderful supporters over on Patreon. When you support the show via Patreon, not only do you get to keep this little show going, you also get your name sung out via the medium of song, and you get two additional podcasts each and every week just for Patreons. One of them is released midweek, and that's me doing this basically rambling And the other one on a Sunday tends to be more paranormal and my oh my did we have a very special paranormal episode this Sunday because it was myself and Emma recording at 3am in a haunted room in a haunted hotel. Now even though it was 3 in the morning um, it comes off really well I thought it was a listen back to it yesterday when I put it out and I was chuckling all the way through it was actually really good. And that's surprising, really, because we'd spent six hours, at least, hunting for ghosts and genuinely having the wits scared out of us. So that's over there and just released on Patreon. So that's the sort of stuff you get if you're a Patreon. Anyway, more on that hotel journey soon. But right now, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful new Patreons. The guitar is well and truly out. And we have five wonderful new Patreons this week. We have Wendy, Emma, Nicholas Sedman... Helen Deacon and Laura Todd. Definitely wasn't reading that from a list, was I? I was. Anyway, let's go a bit Scouse 90s jangly music sort of thing. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Laura Todd, Helen Deacon Have signed up to the Patreon Emma, Wendy and Nicholas Edmund to who for? I wanna say thank you. End it on a 7th, of course. That's what we like to do. So a big thank you to you guys and don't forget if you wanna sign up to Patreon, head to Patreon, head over, I couldn't even say that. Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do, you'll get the back catalogue of about 200 hours' worth of Patreon stuff. There is about that, really, genuinely. Maybe not 200 hours. 200 episodes, 100 hours, hours, hours. Anyway, let's do a paranormal review, and it's a bit of a special one this week. (laughs) Yes, it's time for a paranormal review, where I review something paranormal so you don't have to. Yes, it makes no sense, because why the hell would you review something for yourself? anyway it is a special one this week unless you've been living under a rock and by that i mean you don't follow myself or real life ghost stories on social media i know they're not the exact same sort of things living under a rock would be rather painful well you might not have seen that myself and emma from real life ghost stories went and stayed in a haunted hotel to do a full paranormal investigation and i know what you're thinking Oh, what, you mean like you and 18 other people went and one person stood leading the group going, be quiet, guys, listen, did you hear a crisp packet wrestling, wrestling? Um But it wasn't like that, no. Basically, there was only four of us doing this paranormal investigation. Um, me and Emma and these two women, who were also staying there at the time. And the guys who run it, Harry, Brett and Danny, they kind of just let you run riot in this massive... Tudor looking 400 year old hotel and they give you all the gadgets as well like EMF meters and proximity bleepers that go off if someone's in the presence of them and you're not and we had an absolute ball from a paranormal perspective from a ghost hunting like being into the paranormal one of the best things I've ever done it was genuinely terrifying and we encountered some serious Genuine, non-rigged paranormal activity. I do believe. I mean, it's all up for debate, but yeah. Here's a, f- a little list of the things that we encountered. You know, them cat balls. Well, like if if the cat moves and they light up, but they have to be moved. We had them lighting up, which they don't show on the show actually. But me and Emma had them lighting up in answer to questions. Um, we heard a baby crying several times in two different rooms, and allegedly the baby's buried in the wall between those two rooms. Genuinely. There was apparently, there's apparently a ghost of a woman who threw herself out of the window, or was thrown out the window, called Harriet. And as we're in the room that that happened, the voice box then goes, Harriet, genuinely. Um, a guy was apparently touched, he thought, by me. I had to very panically wave my arms about and tell him it wasn't. Um, I looked really masculine then, I must say. And uh, yeah, and there was loads that went on. And it culminated with this seance type of event around this big table in the um, function room. And during that, this Danny, one of the guys who runs the place, who's like a paranormal expert and like he's got stuff on Amazon Prime, like where he goes ghost hunting. He's developed this box called an Introvox sort of thing. I know it sounds like an 80s band and it's not. It just throws out white noise, only white noise. But halfway through that, we heard a voice that went, do it. On the show, they reckon it says, the way. But it didn't. It said, do it. And it also says on the show, a woman's voice comes through saying, the way. It wasn't, a. if that's a woman, I tell you what, she smokes 40 a day and she's about 93 and also a demon because it wasn't a female voice. It was probably like, um, one of the guys put it best. They said it was like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. It went, do it. Not a frigging woman. I tell you that much. Anyway, so that happened. And then just after that, the REM pod, which is like, um, one of these objects I was talking about where if you go near it or if a ghost goes near it, it goes off an alarm, goes, and it done that. I mean, it didn't do it to sound like a cartoon mouse running away like I've just done. But all in all, it was a genuinely amazing, unbelievable night. And you know what the thing is as well? You can do it yourselves. That's the good thing. This This is no way a plug, right? We're not on commission for this. Neither me nor Emma. We're not on any sort of commission sort of based, you know, oh, well, if we give you this, will you give us a shout out? This is genuine, sincere. It's like. No payment has exchanged hands, but you can go and experience it yourself, and it's dead cheap. I think it's like £140 per couple. Now, when you look, and this is not, I'm not being disparaging to other venues that do this sort of operation, but if you think about the likes of um, East Drive, you know, the Pontefract monk, the black monk of Pontefract and all that carry on. If you go and stay in East Drive, it's something like 800 quid plus for a night or something stupid like that. This is a hundred, this is 70 quid each and you get all the gear and you get the run of literally the run of the place. Like at one point where like the bar closes. So then everything gets a bit more weird because you're literally the only ones on site then about from 10 onwards and about three or no, about two o'clock, the three guys who run it go home. And there's the four years in the hotel who were all right. Okay. What do we do if something happens? Like, just give us a phone call. Honestly, honestly terrifying. Like sincerely terrifying. I mean, I I was very lucky because I was getting to do it with Emma. So we had a ball and, you know, in all honesty, we could have just been in a pub chatting nine times out of ten. But that other one time out of ten, the paranormal, I think, definitely took place. And I need to say, obviously, a big, huge thank you to Emma for even inviting me along in the first place. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to have this cad in a white shirt and white shoes going, hello, shall we go and play billiards and ruining her rep? But she did, and we had an absolute ball. It was an utter, utter joy. So, yeah, go and experience it for yourself. If you want to see the video, it's on YouTube. You just need to search My Haunted Hotel, and we're episode 12. It starts about 28 minutes in. But as I say, you can watch the first part. Why not? Because there's a whole thing. They do it really well. It's proper, like, you're taking part in a paranormal TV program that just happens to be on YouTube. So if you want to do that, and I watched it last night for the first time, obviously. And if anyone does watch this, right, here's one thing. If you're watching this and it looks like I'm wearing a white shirt and white shoes, I'm not. I was dressed in all black and I don't know why my jeans stayed black, but my shirt was white and the scarf was black, but my shoes were white. I've no idea. Please, Please know that I don't walk the streets looking like some sort of crooner from 1930s. Hello. Hello. Would you like to join me in my white tap shoes? I'm not one of those. No, no, I'm not. Not wrong with that, but, you know, that's not how I choose to dress. Anyway, definitely didn't need to say that during this pop, but I thought I would. I thought I'd just mention it for my ego's protection. But, yeah, you do need to go. You do need to give it a big whirl because it was excellent. So we watched it for the first time, myself and Becca, last night. And, obviously, when you're there doing it, you don't remember everything you've said. But Emma made a really good point towards the end of the show when we got interviewed, and she says, um, you know, if you're one of those people, as I was, you know, who sits there watching paranormal TV programs and says, "Oh, I wouldn't be like that. I, you know, why are they acting like that? Go and do it. It's a different kettle of fish. And I know you may have seen on like reality TV programs where they say, when you're sitting at home, I always see it on catchphrase, actually. when the <laughs> I know that's a bizarre segue, but you see the contestants saying, oh, I'm dead good at this at home, but I'm crap now. It's kind of like that. It's nothing like that. It's nothing to do with catchphrase. But... Go check it out on YouTube where episode 12, My Haunted Hotel. The guy Danny is doing some really amazing and very interesting experiments to do with trying to contact the paranormal. This thing that he's doing at the end of that show, just hit the microphone, at the end of that show with a Hertz sweep where he like goes through this like range of Hertz from like 2,000 to 4,000 or something and he literally calls out on the show. He, he, he believes that there's a point of interest between two certain frequencies and on the show you'll see it and this is why it's brilliant he goes we're now reaching the area of interest first time he done it as we hit that point a baby starts crying second time he does it as we hit that point the voice goes do it and we're all like oh my god and then the REM pod goes off seriously there's something about this Hertz thing that he's doing I need to look more into that myself I might message him and say where'd you get that big noise generator thing from I mean, it was quite uncomfortable. Emma sat there with her hands over her ears throughout that part because it was frigging loud. It really was loud. I was like, "Marvin, are you okay? She was looking at me and saying, if you does it again, I'm going to lamp him. I think that's what her eyes were saying anyway. But yeah, do go check it out. My Haunted Hotel on YouTube, episode 12, dead good. And keep an eye on the series because I do think they're going to find more and more as it goes on. So yeah, two thumbs up to the sky for this one. Okay, and now it's time for my favourite time of the week, like every other time. It's, of course, your true listener ghost stories. And I truly love these because, as I say, each and every time we get to hear stories that we've never heard before. And that's a rare thing with that many paranormal podcasts going about with that. I mean, if you're into the paranormal anyway, like I'm sure we all are, that's why you're listening, that's why I do it. Um, You know, you think you've well not read everything, that's very egotistical to say, but it's rare that you get something new new fresh meat and that's what we get here when we do your true listener ghost stories so let's crack on our first email today is from b and it goes hi kev hi becca hi and the neighbour's cat i mean you must forgive the neighbour's cat it is awfully hot here it's a heatwave wave, chenar anyway my name is b and i'm an old lady i've read that wrong sorry my name is b and my old lady cat's name is nermi sorry about that b <laughs> I am a big fan of both your podcasts. If you like, I would like to share two supernatural experiences whilst working the night shift. They are two of my more scarier encounters at this specific office. So here we go. This is Not an Old Lady, B's Terrifying Night Shift Stories. My shift started at 11 o'clock at night, when the last shift left for the night. I sat with a co-worker at a long desk by the entrance to a large room. It overlooked several rows of cubicles and the management offices at the back. My co-worker stayed with me until 1am. Then, I was alone until 5am, when the next shift started. One night my co-worker asked me if I liked working the overnight shift. I told her yes, in a dull tone, not really caring. She told me how creepy the office was at night, and how she could never work that shift by herself. I told her it's not too bad, and asked her why she asked. She answered me with a question. Do you see things in the office when you work? I knew exactly what she meant. I lied and told her no. I didn't want rumours to start, and I did not want to dwell on what scared me when I was alone in the middle of the night at work. She said, in the corner of her eye, sometimes she sees a man dragging himself across the floor in random places in the office. I was shocked I thought that was just my imagination because I've watched too many horror movies I told her I saw it too and we quickly changed the subject we never spoke of it again I never got a good look at the man dragging himself across the floor he was almost solid wearing long pants and a shirt that was all one colour like his skin a muted colour that I can't remember This happened about seven or eight years ago. But I do remember he had a short haircut. He was maybe five or five and would use one hand at a time to drag himself across the floor. I was barely holding my composure until the occasions I saw the man on the left side of my desk and another time behind me. When that happened I would be the only one on shift and I always quickly put my feet in the chair next to me until the next shift started and someone was physically in the room with me I didn't want to contemplate what would happen if the man grabbed my foot Another incident was when I was alone during the overnight shift I had a bad migraine and took some Tylenol I leaned back in my chair and closed my eyes The ceiling lights were on right above me so when I closed my eyes it would not go dark but I could see a yellow ceiling-like glow I would never ever turn off the lights in fear of what would be there. As I closed my eyes completely, I saw three women's faces leaning down toward my face. The women were solid but a darker yellow than the lights flooding through my closed eyelids. I can't remember the details of the women because it happened several years ago. I do distinctly remember how real they looked and how scared I was. I opened my eyes quickly, but no one was there. I closed my eyes once again, and they were even closer, now inches from my face. I immediately opened my eyes, sat up straight, and tried to think about something else. Basically, I saw a lot of strange things at that corner of my eye during most shifts. I tried to ignore most of them, but there were a few that I could never really get used to. Thanks, B. Oh, my God, B, that is utterly, totally terrifying. I mean, the thing about the guy dragging himself across the floor, that's just horrible. See, this is the thing. You know, I know people are quick to jump to demons, and I'm I'm guilty of that myself, jumping to, oh, it must be a demon. But when you think about ghosts and, you know, the departed, why wouldn't they just be, like, most ghosts are like, and Grandad walked into the room and sat on the edge of my bed or something like that. You know, they're not dragging themselves across the floor. And it brings into question everything we think about the afterlife. If I like to think like most people think, you know, oh, when you die, you become the most beautiful part of yourself. And if you want to go back and see people, you can. And you stroke the face while they're asleep and say things like, the treasures in the wardrobe. I don't like to think there's a God that goes, ah, oh, you're dead. I'm going to make you crawl on your belly forever. Because as we all know, biblical wise, that's what happened to Satan. Therefore, this can only be something malevolent, I would believe. Unless, of course, there was a fire in the building and somebody was crawling to get. This is fucking dark, and someone was trying to crawl to get themselves to safety. And then it's like um, a stone tape sort of, you know, replaying entity. Maybe we just don't know. But either way, B, thank you so much for sending your stories in. That I, I don't even, I can't even put into words how terrifying that would be if I witnessed what you witnessed whilst at work. But I will say, in seeing that, you're definitely not paid enough. No matter what your pay grade is, you are not paid enough to see the dead crawling towards you at work. No, you're not. And it's wonderful, in a horrible way, how the your colleague was like, um, do you ever see a person crawling, dragging themselves around the floor? And you're like, yes, I do. <laughs> Fuck that. Sorry, but no. No, thank you. I'd like to resign, please. Reason the dead. Oh my god, that's utterly terrifying. Well done you for sending the story, though. Thank you very much. And as I say, if you've got a story, send it in. Contact at talkaboutghost.com Our next story is a wonderful one, and it's been sent in by one of our lovely Patreons. It came in from Lisa Despain. Thank you, Lisa. And she writes, Hi. Hi. I have a story for you. I've also sent this on Patreon, but thought I'd send it this way too. I love both podcasts so much, I created my own tiers on Patreon for both. Lol. Well, thank you for that. Um, Yeah, you can do that if you want Go go crazy, anyone If you want to go and create your own own tier over on Patreon Why not? I'm all for it And Lisa writes Here's my story And then Well, one of them Send the rest in, Lisa But Lisa writes Every house we've lived in when I was a child was haunted It took me until about the age of five To realise that other people couldn't see things the way I did Like many sensitive children, I would imagine The house we lived in when I was aged 9-10 to stays with me even now. I had a creeped out feeling from the day we moved in, but had nothing concrete to base that feeling on. I just hated being alone in the house, and would even stay outside as much as possible. Even sitting on the steps in winter until my parents or older brother came home. I thought we had a fine arrangement. I stayed outside and whatever the hell was in the house would leave me alone. That didn't last. I started to see the same shadows I saw when I was alone, when others were home. Then things started moving on their own. I lost count of the number of times I got into trouble for moving my parents' cigarettes or ashtray, when I was at school or not home. Then the entity upped the ante. It started to pull my hair, and I would wake up with scratches on me that weren't there at bedtime. The shadows solidified until even my parents thought someone else was in the house. They accused my older brother of sneaking his friends in, but it happened when he wasn't home. I hated the basement most of all. I would feel like I was being chased up the stairs all the time, and something reeked down there. Mum and I would clean and clean, but the smell never went away. Light never seemed to filter all the way to the back of the room either. It was always dark and cold in that finished basement. No wonder my brother stayed stoned. Had I been old enough I probably would have begged for some. I had horrific nightmares every night I slept in the house. Dreams of fire. Being trapped in the house and chained to the wall whilst fire raged all around me. The worst part of the dreams was the dark, slimy creature dancing in the flames and taunting me with the key to the chains yeah the sheer fun of being me other little girls dream of ponies at least I hope they do I was thrown up against the wall several times I became very clumsy in that house doors slammed on my hands I had to keep a tight grip of the railing going down the stairs hands would grab my legs or arms trying to unbalance me one night I got into a fight with my mother I was angry So not as careful as I usually was I headed down the stairs to go outside And I was pushed from behind Landing in a heap at the bottom of the stairs The fight ended instantly It was really strange The way I fell I should have broken my neck I landed on my head It felt like someone grabbed me around the waist And turned me just enough I thought it was my mum, but she was at the top looking terrified. She said I stopped in mid-air, then just landed at the bottom, no harm done. It hurt, but I wasn't dead. Apparently, whatever it was thought he had me. Both of us heard a growl as I got up. One of the last nights before we moved, the dream started as usual, but then changed. This was a few days after the stair incident. This time I opened my eyes and a woman was standing by my bed. That was new. I'd like to say she was dressed in flowing white and glowed like an angel. But the truth is, she was dressed in a simple dress and sensible shoes. She reminded me of someone, or I had seen her before, but I couldn't place her. This strange, very nice lady motioned for me to come with her so i got out of bed and took her hand she led me to the stairs which was not my favorite place and had me face them she stood behind me with her arms wrapped around my shoulders i asked what we were doing and she pointed down crawling up the stairs from the basement was the black slimy dancing guy the lady took my hands and held them out toward the well let's just call him a demon shall we light started to pour from our clasped hands and demon dude growled loudly then began to scream a bright light blinded me and when I could see again there was nothing on the stairs the lady turned me and held my face in her hands she kissed my forehead and told me I'd done well she said we would meet again and then faded away then my parents were there asking me what I was doing turning on every light in the house My dad muttered something about crazy kids being the death of him... ...and God help him when I turn into a teenager... ...as he grumped back to bed. Mum just smiled like she knew something happened... ...but wasn't sure she wanted to hear about it. My brother didn't even wake up. We moved shortly after that night... ...and I had a slightly less haunted new house to deal with. A couple of things you should know as a coder to this episode. I visited my grandmother that summer... And while we were looking through some photo albums, I realised where I'd seen my sensible shoe lady, my saviour. It was my great-aunt, Valley, my nanny's sister, who died when she was in her teens way before I was born. A bunch of years later, when nanny had Alzheimer's, on one of her bad days, she told me she heard I was an excellent demon fighter. I asked who told her that, and she, of course, said, "Valley, of course pointing behind me you know I had to look light blue dress, dark hair and those damn sensible shoes yep, it was her nanny told me my gift runs in the family on both sides yay me you couldn't just leave me money or jewellery, no? I tried to find out any info I could on the house nothing of note no native burial grounds, no gruesome murders, nada it's still there When I moved back here, I went to see it from the outside. Still creepy as hell. If weird things didn't happen to me on a daily basis, I would have thought I'd made the whole thing up or hallucinated it. Until I found pictures from my 10th birthday party. My friends and I are dancing in the basement as young girls do. Nothing special there. Except for the dark shadow, dancing behind us. Well, there you have it. My first story for you. This is the first time I've put most of what happened into words or told it to anyone, really. I never thought anyone would believe it. Thanks for being and doing what you do, Lisa. P.S. It's okay to use my name, just saying. Well, thanks, Lisa. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Good job I got to that at the end. Only joking. Um, No, that was brilliant. And how terrifying. Demon hunters? We have demon hunters who listen to the show. Well, should I say demon slayers? But that is utterly terrifying. You have to forgive me if there's background noise and taking me top off—not in a sexy way. In it, it's forty degrees sort of way. But oh my god, that is unbelievable. Who is this slimy sex? Well, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. who is this slimy dancing guy? Nearly said slimy sexy dancing guy. Definitely don't want to try and attract his attention, do I? Um, but no, a slimy, dark, dancing figure. That is Iki. And I mean Iki with a capital E. But you seem to have defeated it in a dream with your aunt as it come up the stairs. I have no idea how terrifying all of this is to someone experiencing it. I don't. And at the end you say, you know, you've never told anyone because you don't think they believe you. Well, you found the right place now, because I truly believe what you're saying there. And it is downright terrifying. But thank you for sending in your story. And don't forget, guys, if you've got a story, send it in. Contact at talkaboutghost.com. All submissions gratefully received. Now, around this time in the show, we would normally head to that dark, dingy corner, where there is someone slimy and sexy there, which called Becca. Um, Unfortunately, she does have a meeting that's going to take about two to three hours, so she won't be on this week. But she will be back on next week for a double whammy. Yes, we'll do an extra long one for you to, to make up for that. But you see, we can't we can't counter for these things. That's why it's a live show. I say it's live. It's obviously not. It's pre-recorded. But I still have deadlines to get the show out, etc, etc, etc. So if timescales don't allow, unfortunately, it can't happen. But, you know, anything can happen in a non-live environment. So, um, So she will be back on next week for a double whammy. I promise you. So for any big fans of that who are looking forward to that part, I do sincerely apologise. But you will be back next week to three times the power, like a witch's spell, so don't you fret. Okay, in the meantime, and in between time, thank you for joining me on today's show. I've enjoyed it. It's effing boiling here. I'm sure all you're going to hear from UK podcasters from all the shows that are out this week is, oh my God, it's boiling. That's all you're going to hear because, oh my God, it's boiling. It really is boiling. Like as in, I've got a fan on. Well, I am got a fan on. I can't have a fan on when I record. You know, background noise, pain in the ass. So that's why I've just took my top off. Woo-woo. But um, I've got a fan. I've just bought an air conditioning unit. It looked big online. It just arrived. It's the sign of a toaster. Well, it didn't arrive recently. It arrived last week. But it's the size of a toaster. It really is. And um, even the cat's gone into hiding in the wardrobe because she's trying to stay cool. And we've made a little bed for her that's like got ice underneath it and all this. It's dead cool. I put my hand up. It was like, God, she'd love that. Doesn't want to get in it. So I've got to try and find ways to keep this cat cool. I'm just going to be chasing her with this toaster air conditioning unit, aren't I? So we've got a fun couple of days battling this intense heat, as I'm sure everyone else does. So if you're in the UK, um, take care of yourselves, stay hydrated. Yes, very important. Stay out of the sun. Everyone goes, oh, the sun. Everyone's like ants, especially in Liverpool. It could be 94,000 degrees and they go, I may as well put my shorts on and go out and get burnt to a crisp. You know, you only get it once a year, don't you? No, the sun's been around forever. Summer is a, is a period of time. It's a season. Spread your suntan out over like seven weeks. No, nah, I may as well go out and just get burnt might not. No, you're going to die, you idiot. Anyway, so that's my theory on the whole heat wave thing. I hope you all have a lovely week. I look forward very much to speaking to you again next week. For our patrons, I will speak to you on Wednesday or Thursday for a ramble. And then, of course, for your Patreon special. I hope you enjoyed the episode with me and Emma rambling away. And for you all, take care. I love you all. Tatty bye